I'm John Wilson. Welcome to Owned and Operated. Twice a week, we talk about home service businesses. And if you're a home service entrepreneur, then this is going to be the show for you. We talk about our own business in residential plumbing, HVAC, and electric. And we also talk about business models that we just find interesting. Let's get into it. If you like what we talk about on our social media, on Twitter, on this podcast, then you should be signed up for our newsletter. Go to ownedandoperated.com, where every Friday we break down our business, we break down insights, things we're learning, things we're working on, and it's good stuff. Check it out, ownedandoperated.com. Today on Owned and Operated, Jack and I talk about pool routes. Pool routes are fun. Hyper-focused, route-based service business that has plenty of opportunities to upsell into new services, costs very little to start, and is an easy solopreneur gig that could turn into a medium-sized business. It's a great episode. We do a deep dive into the model. We're hoping that somebody out there can tell us exactly all the things that we got wrong. Give it a listen. Welcome back to Owned and Operated. Owned and Operated. Big week, John. Big week. Really excited about the numbers we put up. Yeah? Dude, let's, let's go. Let's hear about it. If you would have put on my bingo, 2023 bingo board, number 33 podcast on Apple. Oh yeah. We're riding a high right now. So we hit number one in business, number one in entrepreneurship and number 33 or 34 in overall podcasts. Absolutely wild. I thank you everyone for listening. We're going to try to keep the quality good. But yeah, big week. I actually thought, I thought you meant in your HVAC company. I was like, dude, what happened? <laughs> oh, no. Big week there too. I mean, we're on the installing side of a big week. So like I said, we already hit our monthly goal in the first week. I think nice. I talked about that last week, which was awesome. But now we're doing all those installs and installs come with a bunch of headaches when you're a smaller company. I wear a few more hats and have to run around a little bit more than I'd like. But hey, man, I'm not going to complain at all. Really excited to hit those numbers early on. And then that's all in conjunction with we just got done renting 2,500 square foot warehouse. Basically, we're moving out of the storage units and the offices and we're conglomerating all into one location, which is going to be our fourth GMB. So starting to drive traffic there as well. Get LSA up. It's just, it's a lot. You just went through your move. You know how it is. We're one hundredth the size, but still, man, it's. No, it's a lot. Yeah. But excited. Very excited. We love it. Good to be under one roof. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Because you guys were under two roofs prior? Yeah. So we had all of our office space, the dispatcher, everything. We had them all under one office that we rented. And then we had all of our warehousing at a multiple different storage units. Yeah. I know somebody else was doing that. I've said this to myself a lot this year. I've said this on this podcast. (laughs) I was re-listening to an episode yesterday and I was like, I remember I said it again, but the bigger we've gotten, the more I've realized like how accidentally complicated I've made so many things. And one of those things is the Mm multi-location. And I don't know why I felt so compelled. And I know other people feel compelled. I think they don't know what else to do. Probably. That's probably why I did it was I was like, I don't know what else to do. I didn't verbalize it in that way, but looking back, I, I didn't know what else to do. So I was like, let's launch a new location. And it complicates so much. But I know a few people that did the storage unit thing, like what you're thinking, like what you did. And did you guys have parts there too? Because I know people that use them as like mini depots. Yeah, so that's exactly what we did. And honestly, it's not a bad like zero to 1.5 million. You could probably do it. Actually, one of the biggest problems that comes in place is 
if you don't have actual office warehouse or building, the hardest part is something that we've also talked about. It's hiring. These guys are running a storage. I'm a $1 million salesman. I'm not going to go work for them. We're doing good. We're growing crazy, but they don't see that because they only see the intro. And so, I mean, for a start, it's not bad. You can get by, you can find good people. It's just a harder sell in the long run. Totally. Yeah. I remember just a few months ago now, we put everyone in the same building and people had no idea how big the company actually was. And that was a real shock. And a ton of people were like, oh my gosh, we've grown so much. This is so crazy. And like, we sort of rode that high for a couple months. And like in the front and back of my mind, maybe the middle too, I was like, this is the literal same amount of people. It's just that you haven't seen them. So yeah, what you see every day definitely plays a big effect. One of the companies actually, I believe, thought that I was lying. They thought that like, yeah, they were like, ah, that doesn't exist. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, but there's a whole other story there. It was the septic guys, wasn't it? No, the septic guys. Yeah, they're good guys. They're cool guys. Cool. What are we diving into today? What do we got up on the docket? We got a listener request for pools. You want to dive into some pools today? Dude, I would love to dive into some pools. Pun intended. Yeah. So last year, 2022, my family and I, we started like staying somewhere else in the country for a couple weeks at a time. And the first time we did it was Florida, which was fun. And we went down to Tampa and we had a pool, which was really great for like my two-year-old and four-year-old at the time. And we were consistently on this guy's pool route. And I remember like asking him about the business a little bit because I was just fascinated. Everybody talks about it. And it was really interesting. I know you have an actual deal to share. I just want to pass off my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, go for it. So these guys, this was like a one-man show. It was just him. I think he was late 20s. And he built up this route of like 30 to 50 pools and they were mainly focused in one neighborhood. And basically he would just park and go run these like eight houses on a block and then go to another neighborhood and do the same thing. I'm super into that tightly packed route type business. So I think pest control is another one. HVAC can be that sometimes. We were doing a job today and then we did the one across the street right after it. We just happened to hit it, but you can do that yeah. too with plumbing and HVAC sometimes, especially in the maintenance area. But yeah, yeah, pools are obviously only that. Yeah, pools and pest. But yeah, I think the reason I'm into it, and I mentioned this before we got on the show, I like the idea. I think anything that's all about efficiency is an interesting business to me. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was young and I was doing the plumbing for a new factory And factories are so fascinating to me because it's like, it is efficiency. Everything is about like total output. I just thought that was so cool. And pest control and pools remind me a lot of that. So that's my pool anecdote. Yeah. And realistically, I think that every new entrepreneur or searcher sees that. Because I think at one point in your career of looking at businesses on biz by sale to freight routes, right? Everyone always sees those. Nobody, well, Kelsey's knows what they are, but um, I'm yeah. not sure how many people other than him do. Yeah, it's like FedEx routes, basically, yeah. for the list. Fed- you can buy these FedEx routes. I don't even know if they're trading the way they used to, mm-hmm. but there was a couple years there where they were like a hot commodity. And so you see a lot of those, but the other one you see a lot of, especially like in Texas, Florida, and Southern California, is you see boards. You can buy them. They're yeah. 1X. They're you know $100,000 in revenue. They're very interesting and there's a lot of them. And I've talked to people quite a bit about rolling them up and all this kind of stuff. So I always found it to be a fascinating business because it's one of those ones where it's very available and you're not going out there and you're not paying 10X or 15X or even 6X. Yeah. 
it, it's a one X sale and you can yeah. get a few of them. I think the, the interesting thing about pools. So again, before we got on, there's a company locally to me here that runs a five to $6 million a year pool service business, no mm-hmm. installations at all, fully route based. And that's like we talked about on the last episode, a 5 million chimney sweeps, $5 yeah. million business is a good sized business. That's enough to, you know, you could just let that thing run forever. You'd be making a good net. You'd be able to support enough staff and managers to be able to do what you, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good size business. So all that to say, it's a fun business because you can make money tiny and it can still go big or like medium. There's ways. Yeah. I think that the key there, the first key is that it's a hustler business, right? It's all mostly word of mouth from what I could tell. And in the beginning, you're the one cleaning pools. You're the one selling pool chemicals. If you roll it into a repair or replacement, then that's something different. But in the beginning, like it's you in the truck and to hire out, at least from the people I talked to, was a very difficult thing to find people who are willing to run these pool routes while keeping the costs low because hiring those people labor costs was a big portion of kind of the net there or taking away from the net. Yeah. What do you got to bring for us? So I brought out a a kind of the next step up. So you have the first step is those pool routes. It's a hundred thousand dollar company. It's one or two guys and they own, operate the company, work nine months out of the year, maybe 10 months. Yep. This is the next step up. It's a pool service and repair company. So on one hand, they do that kind of stuff. They have enough pool routes that they can sustain themselves, but then Also, they do the repair on all the pump equipment, the electronic equipment, they sell chemicals. And so there's a few sides to it, but the key that these guys did, which is different and that I really like them and why I'm focusing on them is they weren't a B to C mostly. They did B to C, obviously you have to in pools, but most of their customers, they had the gambit, like they owned in this city, all of the pool customers that were HOAs gyms, YMCAs, they owned all of the commercial yeah. pools in that entire city. And it was, so, I mean, so it was the one that we, city. the one that we had here, same thing. They had all the big university pools. They had yep. all that stuff. My guess is that becomes more important the more North you go, because there's just like in Ohio, you only have pools four or five months out of the year. Yeah, like, this was an area that snowed. So definitely probably in that same, same Yeah. Category. So I think in order to get any size, you have to run a bunch of commercial. Whereas like I was in Phoenix for three weeks earlier this year, literally every house has a pool, mm-hmm. every single one. You could probably build a pretty big residential in like Sunbelt. I could see that. Yeah. If you're down in Florida and you have, you know, that 365 pool cleaning, you don't really winterize pools or anything, then you're on, you're working year round. This was an area that snowed generally pretty hot, quite a few pools. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say the area just out of, uh, nice. Yeah. But, Akron, um, Ohio. <laughs> Obviously, but one of the greatest parts to the pool business is the reoccurring revenue, right? Yeah. So it's reoccurring revenue. They're making between 80 and 120 on average per service. Per week. Because service seems to be weekly. Yes. It's one to two times a week too. Yeah. So one to two times a week, depending on how I I would guess it's client based versus actual need based. They only worked in a 30 mile radius and the techs did on average between six and 10 pools a day. Cause right at the end of the day, what it came down to and what he said, kind of the key is what we talked about in the beginning was how far away is your next job? 
because that time behind the windshield time was the better you could logistically cut windshield time, the more profits you can make, right? Because you had one more pool times one day times five a week times that little additional ability to do it. It was the key to being able to pick up more work and to make more money. So they would do those one to two times a week, 30 mile radius, six to 10 a day. And then they did an opening and a closing of the pools at the beginning and the end of the year. They come in, they put extra chemical in it, they cover it up, whatever it means or whatever it takes to get it ready for winter. And then at the beginning of the year, get it ready to go for late spring, early summer. Yeah. So six to 10 sounds light. They said it took on average half an hour to an hour, depending on how big the pool was and like the shape and everything like that. But I mean, if you're doing say eight and they all take yeah. 45 minutes, then you have a lunch break and that gives you 15 minutes to drive from site to site. Could you get more? Probably with better logistics. I don't think I mentioned it, but this is a fairly small company. They only gross $1.5 million a year. Okay. It's small in the sense of just like generalistic service companies, but you know, in, in a bigger city, a different area, maybe you could get that higher. I don't know if you could in these kind of areas. I don't know what else you could add or how you would grow ticket sales. Yeah. That might be a geographic thing. Hey, this episode is sponsored by Service Scalers. So Service Scalers is actually a brand that I've used personally with our companies for a little bit over a year now. Uh, they've helped us manage our digital advertising. Frankly, they did a lot better than our last agency. Leads went through the roof and cost per click went way down. Check out Service Scalers if you're a plumbing, HVAC, or electrical home service company. That's what they knock out of the park, and they did a great job for me. So the issue was the area was Boise, Idaho. It's where I was okay. living before. And so the yeah. problem with Boise is Boise is the only big city. But, you know, like if you were in Denver, yeah. you could grow out to suburbs and increase that 30 mile radius. In Boise, you couldn't. There's nothing unless you drive an hour to get to the next city over Twin Falls or something else. There was no other population centers within a mile radius, which was one of the reasons why this business ended up going up for sale and we didn't end up picking it up was because there's yeah. just no growth potential. That all being said, if you were in Southern California, my guess is you probably could if you work on logistics and just increase servicers like Southern California, you go an extra 30 miles and you get another 50,000 pools, potential pools. Yeah. Or like Phoenix or I, I think the yeah, thing Phoenix that is interesting, one. the interesting thing is, can you just walk from house to house? Like, how do you build this hyper dense, you own a neighborhood? Because yeah, I'm, I'm just remembering like down Tampa, we were in a neighborhood. I don't even remember the name of it. We were there for a month and every house in that neighborhood had a pool and there was like, you know, 10,000 homes or something. It was a big like section of Tampa. That's how Southern California is. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Cause it doesn't take much. It just doesn't take much to build these hyper focused routes where you just literally grab a bucket. So that's what this guy did is he walked in from the neighbor's house with a bucket. That was it. It was like the mailman, right? He parked somewhere down the street. <laughs> he walked. It was crazy. I think he got 10 to 12 a day because he was just like bam, bamming it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm into it. The things that I didn't like is there's definitely a ceiling on the business if you are not in a Sunbelt area, which that should be common sense, but that is the reality. Maybe you could get into like hot tubs. Do hot tubs have to do? I'm sure they do. It just would be less, right? Because there's just not as much surface area. I really don't even know, but there's a lot of hot tubs up here. So maybe that's the trade-off as you build like a hot tub service. 
and that probably takes even less time. Charge yeah, I, fifty bucks. I, I think the next step is going into like pump repair, pump replacement, because that's your big ticket item, right? If you're servicing pools and they have some kind of shelf life, like on other kind of yeah. mechanical items, and you're picking up two two thousand dollar pump repairs, that's the key. Is hey, your pump's sitting out in the sun; it's getting cracked and worn. There's got to be upsells. That's the one that they talked about the most: was pump repair and, and equipment replacement. Like you could do add-ons, you just keep your list, you have your, yeah. your 10,000 customers or whatever, and you say, hey, I'm going to now shop this solar heat out to them. And, yeah. And, and that's the, the way to go. I mean, the obvious one that no pool company seems to want to touch is the installation. Yeah, that's a hard one. Yeah, but that is the thing. And even the $5 million a year company up here, they're like, yeah, we're not going to install. And I'm like, the average pool installs like 120 grand. Your business would triple if you did that. It's like one is a service. Hey, I got into this to clean pools and run a small business. You see this in drains all the I'd time. Agree. Septic mm. pumping is the same thing. They're like, oh yeah, no, we only pump them. We don't replace them. Now, granted, we're thinking about backing out, but that's a frequent thought is like, oh, that's a different section of the business. And them not really realizing that they could double or triple their business in a year if they started replacing. Yeah, behind every good construction company is the availability of a recurring revenue service company. And so I'd almost feel like that, it's the opposite way. It, you install and then become the provider on the back end for service. You have one or two. I think calls. it's both. Because like, how much does it cost to get a lead for a new pool? Like 500 bucks, a thousand bucks? I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, it's probably a ton. But if you service it like crazy, then... It's the same as HVAC. You'll probably end up with that replacement. Okay, so an in-ground concrete pool will need to be resurfaced every 10 to 15 years. So there's a resurfacing component. Sounds approachable. And then the replacement, they say 50. So that's a long time. But like resurfacing every 10 years, that doesn't feel much different than generators or HVAC or any of this other stuff where you're leading in with a $100 service. In this case, it's $100 a week. Like yeah. that's wild. That's a good point. Cause poor surfacing is, it says 6,500 on average for a thousand square feet. Realistically, a thousand to 30,000, depending on size, finish and location. That's comparable to HVAC or a repipe or anything like that yeah. at the same time frame, wear rate and cost. I don't know what the, the net on. Well, in, like and is, you're getting, good. you're getting the route. If it's a hundred bucks a week, that's $5,200 a year. You're getting $5,200 a year. If you are in the Sun Belt. If you're not, then it's still a couple grand for the summer. Yeah. So in Ohio, that's probably like 1500 to two grand. Then you get the open up, the close down, and you have the ability to sell pool heaters, pump repairs. I don't even know. Potentially solar lining. Yeah. I feel like there's a bunch of different avenues to upsell. I'm into it. Yeah, that's neat. And then that's the last side to it is the chem side, right? So not only are you the provider and, and so when talking to them, there's a lot of different components and someone's probably screaming at their screen that those are for chem included and all this stuff, different prices for including chemical, not including chemical, and then you buy it separately. But I mean, from a, like a startup standpoint, pretty easy. If you look at the back of the trucks, brushes, minimal knowledge of chemistry and how pool chemistry works, which I'm sure it's a weekend class. We, we used to do the pool chemistry or the chemistry on my spa. And it's not like you're balancing pH, you're adding shock to the pool. If need be, you're killing some algae. It's not absolutely crazy stuff. So I'm sure that you could pick it up pretty easily. And then an old truck would do, you don't even maybe some decals on the side. So you're looking at yeah. really what, like 30 K to get into this 20, 20 K on the cheap end. Yeah. 
And then hustle mentality. This is truly like you are the door knocker and the person working in the business on the daily. And even at a $1.5 million company, the guy was working in the business on the daily. The only weird component that I did find with it, it was very seasonal, right? So you have to hire seasonal people and he'd actually hire them in the HOA neighborhoods. So he'd find people that were in these certain neighborhoods somehow. And oh, those are the people that would like, they, cause it, the HOA stuff was a little bit different because they would wake up, they'd go there early in the morning, check the can, do a walk around to check for leaves and anything in there. It was almost like a commercial janitorial gig. Yeah. And then three months later they were out. And so it's a hard for hiring. If you can't get someone in the neighborhood, you're doing it was the point of that whole thing. But from an ease of startup scale, I mean, two or three. It's like a one to me, yeah. especially if you live in a Sunbelt, right? Because Every house has a pool. So you just walk up. I think if there's commercial clients, if you're in the North and you're like dealing with real contracts, I can see that being a different game. It does open up other opportunities though. I think the hardest part is customer acquisition because one, you have to grab it through attrition. Everyone who has a pool already has a pool guy. You can't not have a pool guy or otherwise your pool's green or you're doing it. Yeah. So you have to grab them through attrition, leaving someone else's company. And why is it? quality are they leaving or is it price which i would assume in a high quantity of these things that since it's such a recurring service weekly in the yeah. summer that it's a price sensitive so if you can reduce that price by having the hustle and just you're not paying for gas or just knocking and doing 12 of 15 of these things in a neighborhood one week yeah maybe think of it like snow plowing right yeah. so like hey i'm plowing your neighbor's drive can i plow yours for 20 bucks so i think that's when this business gets really impactful is when you can just knock them down yeah. And if you have the knowledge as well, I think it's not too much more difficult either from a full root point of view of just buying these already yeah. pre-established and just running it. I doubt the banks, you know, loan on them though. So you'd have to get it on a, I'm sure cash up front, but on a $50,000 pool route, the hope would be that you could probably raise that from your friends and family for going into this to begin with. Yeah. Or seller. It's a tough economy. People are taking seller notes. Hey, finally, guy ready to retire. He doesn't want to do pool roots anymore. His back hurts. His hands have bleach on him or something. I don't know. He might be willing to get out and give you a nice seller for it. Yeah. I would love to see somebody roll these up up to like 10 million and just tell me how it goes. I've heard of people talking about it. I haven't seen a PE firm or a big roll above these things just yet. No, it is funny. So as we're talking about this stuff, people are like, hey, yeah, dude, we're rolling that up. So Nick from uh, Cub Investments. Yep. He's rolling up generator routes. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. He was talking to me about yeah. it. That's too neat. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was hilarious. So I'm sure that someone's going to hear this and be like, yeah, dude, I'm for sure rolling up pools. Thanks for telling everyone about this. <laughs> yeah. No, it looks like there are people that are rolling these up. And here, I'm going to show you actually a neat picture. So this is on aqua.com. And you can see like the strategy really is get them all in one neighborhood, own a neighborhood, own some big neighborhood. Check this out. I think attrition is likely going to be a lot less if they see your trucks every single day. So this is Aqua Magazine and you can see every house in this neighborhood has a pool. And yeah. the goal of this is a pros and cons of, and you can see they have out of the, what, 20 pools, they have 10 of them. Yeah. And so like, that's the goal of doing that is, is just to get as many as you can in a singular neighborhood. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Cool. Okay. Easy to start. Recurring service, weekly or, or bi-weekly, has plenty of stuff to turn into an upsale that is somewhat approachable. 
You get to sell high margin chemicals, no licensing. I don't remember if I already said that, but no licensing. Very low cost to start because nobody cares what you show up in because you're probably walking between houses. Man, this is like a one or a two to me. This sounds like a heck yeah. I think you just have to get past that probably first, maybe 50 clients. And after that, I think it starts snowballing because they see your truck in the neighborhood a lot or you're working on the neighbors or if you hit the same neighborhood repeatedly, then every day you could put a door hanger on every door in that neighborhood and people will call you <laughs> like that. And I think that's a fun part is you can so tightly focus. You only need 50 homes in one neighborhood. Like that'd be sick. Yeah. Mike, the pool guy, I, I think he was down in Florida. I forget his handle. I think it is actually Mike pool. Guy I think it's Mike, the pool guy. Yeah. Mike, the yeah. pool guy. Tell yeah. us how close we are to this. We're interested. Yeah. And if you're rolling us up, we want to hear more about it. But yeah, so to me, this is a one or two. This is an easy customer acquisition would probably be the tough part, but it gets easier if you're hyper-focused on the geography. This sounds like a solid place to start. Cheaper than chimney sweep. Cheaper than chimney sweep, definitely. And you're yeah. not on a roof. Yeah. I like things that are Google independent. This truly is. I'm sure there is a case for PPC and LSA on this. I'm sure it's like Google enhanced, right? So it's the same as HVAC being, are you weather enhanced or are you weather dependent? Are you Google dependent or are you Google enhanced? And we're doing our best to become Google enhanced. Like I was sharing with you earlier, like we're getting ready to turn off our LSAs for the first time in a couple of years. That's like the craziest we'll thing in the it. world to me. We'll probably keep it on like only the high, very high priority things that we want, but like we don't need it for the low stuff anymore, which is just crazy. But we want to be Google enhanced. And I think that pools can be that where you're not totally sacrificed to the gods of Google. I love it. I mean, I agree. Cool. All right. If you're out there, somebody go start a pool company. Tell us how it goes. Thanks for tuning in to Own and Operated. Yeah, today we covered pools. It was fun. Make sure you hit the like or follow wherever it is that you're watching the show. Check us out on YouTube and go to ownedandoperated.com. Sign up for the newsletter. And we have a few events going on too. So you can get more information on that there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in to Owned and Operated, the podcast for home service entrepreneurs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit the like button and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover, feel free to reach out. You can find me on Twitter at, at Wilson Companies. I'll see you next time.